we're going to jump into it because I know it's first Sunday. I see some of y'all already got the hunger look in your faces. Like, come on, brother. Come on. I'm ready to eat. Uh, so we're going to jump into it. And this is a, a beautiful, beautiful text. Um, and when I thought about it, it's, as you just said, uh, this is what I want to put out there. Raise your hand if you are ready to make City Church its best. All right, this sermon is for you. Amen. Let's jump into it. So uh, I want to read this scripture. All the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own. Help us, Lord. But they shared everything they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all that there were no needy persons among them. For from time to time, those who owned land or houses sold them, brought the money from the sales and put it at the apostles' feet. And it was distributed to anyone who had need. Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, uh, whom the apostles called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, sold a field he owned and brought, it, brought the money and put it at the apostles' feet. And so as we think about today, as I always share with folks, how did she show up this morning? I can't force you to show up any type of way, but I, I hope that you would show up as an explorer today. That as you find yourself drifting from prisoner to uh, sophisticate to a vacationer, right? And so vacation, you know, that's the person you here, but you're not here. You're thinking about what you're going to eat, right? The shopper, you're just here to get your tweet to take that one thing back to, and then repost it so you look good, all right? Uh, the person, the sophisticate knows it all. So you like, brother, you've been uh, preaching, but I already know the scripture. You can't tell me anything. Uh, and then the prisoner, that's the person who's here because maybe your spouse or a significant other uh, dragged you here. And you're like, if I don't come, right, if I don't come, it, it, there's, a, there's a consequence. And I, I don't know what that consequence may be, but that's when you feel like a prisoner. Uh, but I challenge you to be explored this morning as we jump into the, uh, the, the, the title, Being, Doing, Having. Being, doing, having. Um, and so this is the, 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 the notes that I want you to write down so you could write down. I want you to write these words down. Being, doing, having. And I want you to add believing. Being, doing, having. And I want you to add believing. And as we look at this text, um, I, I want to say, one, I thank God. Uh, a month, nine days, a month and nine days ago, I lost sight in my right eye. Actually, was here preaching and had retinal detachment. Um, and although as sad as that was, and I was frustrated, I was angry, I, was, I became hard, like, God, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I found it interesting that uh, as we recap, uh, real quickly, I was asked to preach uh, previously, the last time I was before you, on Acts 23 through 30. Um, and at 31, and we, what we talked about was God's sovereignty. And the title that I, I, that I, uh, I labeled was uh, Bold Prayer. If I could go back and change, I would say bold, uh, praying boldly in order to live boldly. And so as I thought about what God was doing during this difficult situation in my life, I realized that God had slowed down my body, but my mind sped up. God put me prostrate for five days. I had no choice. I had to keep my head down, face down. And as my head was face down, face down, I said, okay, Lord, here I am. I'm not running anymore. You've got my attention. Because I have to be honest with myself. There's some things that I've been running from. And I don't know about you, but there's maybe some things that you've been running from. And we all know those are the things. That, and when I think about this text, 
Pastor, I think about imagine having a body of believers where you don't have to do any K-A-A-A's. You don't have to do any knowledge, skills, assessments, or availability because, as we look at the text, all the believers were one in heart and mind. All the believers were one in heart and mind. And so when I looked at this word believers, because I was like, you know, we, we know believers. That's the people who follow Jesus. Yes. But the Greek word pistero uh, um, means to believe, right, to have faith. And this Greek word in this context meant these people who put their hope, trust, their actual being into the work of Christ. So they were actually labeled, they were, listen y'all, they were labeled believers. You know the people who put their hope and trust and faith in Christ and the work and the resurrection? Those people. So when it says that all the believers were one in heart and mind, I was like, wait a minute now. All the believers were one in heart and mind. And I want to read this quote by Saban Fusame that talks about community. And it says, community is the spirit, the guiding light of the tribe, whereby people come together in order to fulfill a, pur a specific purpose, to help others fulfill their purpose, and to take care of one another. The goal of community is heard and is properly giving the gifts he or she has brought into this world. Without this giving, the community dies. And without the community, the individual is left without a place where he or she can contribute. The community is that grounding place where people come and share their gifts and receive from others. Sabanfo Same was a writer from West Africa, and she did a lot of work talking about gifts and really leaning into the indigenous practices of community. And realizing when I think about Sabanfo Same, I think about this text. All the believers were in one in heart and mind. And what I found very interesting is I looked at the word heart past, and it means a Greek word, cardia. And this word cardia means your most inner, most inner being. I'm talking about deep inside of you, the person who nobody knows about, your most inner being. So in this text, it says that these believers, these people who put their hope, trust, faith in the work of Christ were one in their most inner being. And then the word mind means, it comes from the Greek word dianoia. And this word means uh, to not just have mental ascent, as Pastor has shared with us, to follow in Jesus. It's not, to, oh yeah, he believes, he, he's there, he exists, he died, he rose. He's, he's on the throne. He's coming back one day. It's not just to give a mental assent. Because we know that what the Bible says that, it, it says that even demons believe. Listen, I'm telling you, when God slows down your body, God was having conversation with me. Pastor, I, I'm beginning to get it. You've been telling all of us for the longest about being. Stop trying to do and be. So in our text today, being, doing, having, as we get into it, this word uh, uh, dianoia comes from uh, the word, it, it talks about their intellect, the way they reflect, the way they understand. Can you imagine, let me ask you all for a moment, uh, this is something that I do in my workshops, in my healing circles that I do, uh, we, we do something called uh, agreements. Anybody, any educators in here, maybe you don't have rules, right? Or maybe in your household, we don't have rules, we have agreements. Right? We have norms, best practices, if you will. And in these norms, these agreements, I say something, I say one of them is speak with your heart, another is listen with your heart, speak with respect, listen with respect, honor privacy and remain present. 
And so before we jump into our work, before I'm ever delivering content, we have agreements. And I always ask folks, can you speak with your heart? Can you listen with your heart? Can you uh, listen with respect, speak with respect, honor privacy, and remain present? And everybody always says yes. And so then I ask folks, okay, so I'm going to ask you this morning, speak with your heart. And I want you to blurt out what comes, what comes to you when you hear speak with your heart. What does that mean to you? Honesty. Vulnerability. Transparency. What else? Speak with your heart. What does that mean to you? Truth. L love. Strength. Grace. Right? Listen with your heart. What does that mean to you? If you want somebody to listen with their heart, what does that mean to you? Listen to understand. We're not waiting to clap back. Right? We're not waiting to, I'm listening only so I can destroy your argument. I'm listening just so I can make you feel this big. Because I, I actually got receipts. Come on. So we talk about agreements, but I, what I realized is I thought, I, I looked at this text, Pastor, I said, imagine Pastor not having to worry about our skills, abilities, right, uh, uh, and our availability because we are one in heart and in mind. We are one in our most inner being. We are one in our most, in our intellect, because why? We're consumed with doing what God has called us to do, both collectively and individually. Oh my God. The next line says that no one, uh-oh, help me Lord. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own. But they shared this word, everything they had. Everything. Some of y'all like, I done clocked out now. You had me. I was, I was willing to be one in heart and mind and spirit, but now you're talking about sharing everything. Everything. I'll never forget. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm gonna brag on my pastor because I know that he boasts in the Lord. Uh, but uh, the pastor opened up his, his house. And for me, I was like, okay, this is cool. We gonna have, this is a nice house. I don't know if I would have all these random people in my house because this is a nice house. Uh, but anyway, he opened up to the young adults. To salt, before we were salt and light, we were just young adults. We didn't have a name. Y'all blessed now. Y'all salt and light. We were just young adults, right? And we show up at pastor's house and we go outside and we get, we, we're taking people on a paddle boat and I'm trying to put the boat up. Sister, I, I, I break past his boat. It's my first time over here. Mom, yeah, I, I broke his boat. Nobody, I can't take no more, we can't take no more young adults out on the water. So but I say this only because I realized that I was scared for my life. I can't afford no paddle for no boat. I know it's a community. I think they're supposed to share this. I don't think I, we were supposed to be out here, right? But I share this because he understood that this possession was not his. It is a, a tool, a resource that God has blessed him with in order to what? Do, his, uh, do God's work. So as we look at this text, what I, I want to remind us this morning, and I love, I love how Dr. Campbell always reminds us, as I share it, Pastor, I'm beginning to get it. As we think about uh, what God has called us all to do, he told his disciples, he prayed a prayer, and he taught his disciples how to pray. He wasn't, he wasn't learning how to pray. He was teaching his disciples how to pray. And he said, our Father, hallowed be thy name, right? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, I've heard this prayer a lot of times. 
even as a kid, right? I remember at Mount Pilgrim Baptist Church, we have eggs, breakfast in the morning. We get there a little early. I used to hate it, but I loved it because we had eggs, but I was like, we got to get up early, right? My dad was a preacher, so you got to do extra stuff. Anyway, so little, I'll have venting to you all a little bit. This is community. Um, but when, when, I, when I thought about this, I was like, God, you, you said your will on earth as it is in heaven. These believers, as I look at this text, it says no one claimed that any of their possessions was their own. I think they got it. I think they got Jesus' message that what? That hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. I think they understood that these things that are in my possession don't belong to me. What you've called me to do, Lord, is to be a steward over it. Right? I, and, and, and when we look at this, for some of us, right, I don't want to share everything with people because I don't know them like that. But if we go back to the first verse, they're able to do that because why? They were one in heart and in mind. So it would be like me, right, looking at uh, my, my brother William. Where was my brother William at? And I don't know too much about uh, rock climbing, but he, rock, he climbs rocks, right? You do that, right? So when I think about this, it would be about me looking at what his interests as if they were my interest. The things that they love, I would love it as much as I, so it would be like, you know, y'all know I love some wing stuff. Right? So it would, oh, you know what? Let me give Pastor Nate a gift card. I'm going to think about him. You're not going to give me a gift card to Sephora. <laughs> I, I'll take it because I got a 10-year-old. Happy birthday, baby. I, would, I, I, have, I have a 10-year-old I give it to, but you know, if you want to bless me, don't give me no wing stop. We're 2024. We're doing something different now. Amen? <laughs> but I, I want to share, when I looked at this, I said, Lord, this is amazing. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own, but they shared everything they had. It says, with great power. This word dunamis, it, it's different. See, y'all don't think, listen, when God sat me down, when he put me face down, he was, he was speaking to me. He's like, I, I know it hurts. I know you can't see the way you want to see. And even though I'm allowing your sight to be messed with, I'm giving you vision. I don't think we understand. See, your sight is the ability to see things as they are. God started speaking to me and showing me vision of things of how they could be. So when you think about City Church becoming its best, God began to show that it actually starts with, with, with me, and it starts with you. It starts with you individually. It doesn't start with pastor, right? We, we, that's what we like to do. Well, pastor could do it. He could do it. Right? But it starts with us. We look at this text, it says that none of them claimed that anything was their own, and they, were, they, they, they shared everything, and they were one in heart, they were one in mind. And then it says that, this, that they had great power. And the apostles continued to testify. What did they testify? About the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, these were the people who were what? Labeled as the believers. What did they believe? That Jesus had rose. This is a big deal, y'all. I don't think we understand. See, because we have, uh, as going back to Diamond's Prayer, because we get so comfortable, we see the text all the time. See, God says, I'm going to take your sight a little bit. I'm going to mess with your sight. Because now, guess what? When I see the word now, I see it differently. It, it, it hits home differently. It tastes good. It smells good. 
right? I want to be inside of it. I want it inside of me. It's a different type of thirst. Because we can get so comfortable, even though, you know, we, we're a little cold right now. But one day, right, we're going to be comfortable in here. And then we go, we go, you know, I don't know if I want to do all that now that we, you know, we're comfortable. Go outside. We have AC. We don't, no need to go outside and witness. We're comfortable in here. But when we look at the text, the text says that they didn't allow this situation. What I find even more interesting is that these believers were constantly being persecuted as well. So it wasn't safe, y'all. See, that's another thing is that we, we're safe. We can share our faith. We can say what we want on our Facebook, our Instagrams, right, our Twitters. We can say whatever we want. But these people, it came with consequences. There was a cost to be paid when you were talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. How do we know? In the first, in the previous chapter, what do we, I mean, the previous verses, what happened? Peter and John had just got, came from where? Jail. They were just locked up for preaching the gospel. And see, we, we're so safe with it. We're like, you know what? I'll tell them next week. I'll share my faith next week. See, God is showing me like, Nathan, you may not have next week. Today is all you have. So it says that this word dunamis again is beyond physical uh, uh, limits. It's supernatural. So it says that they, uh, with the great power, the apostles continued to testify about the res uh, resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And God's grace, charis, was so powerfully at work in them all that there were no needy persons among them. I don't know about you, but there's been some time I've been in need. And I belong to City Church. I, I, listen, I'm just talking about what the text says. The text says that they spoke with such power, right, with such dunamis, right, that this power was so strong that it also began to do what? Attract other people. So my question to you and the question that, that Nathan posed to himself was, Nathan, are you speaking so powerfully and so boldly that people are looking at your life and saying, oh, I'm labeling him, oh, that's that believer? And I want, I want what he has, right? I, I want some of that because it looks like his, his resources are unlimited. See, God was reminding me, he said, Nate, remember when you just would just trust me? I used to tell people I was like a spiritual hippie. Like, I really didn't plan on, like, Lord, whatever you say, whatever we just, today, right? I, I could have, because why? What happened? I stumbled across a scripture that says, many are the plans of a man's heart, but it's the Lord's will that prevails. So I realized I've been planning a lot. But then God comes in and says, I don't want you to do that. That looked good. I like how much you studied and I like how much, I wait you was going to add this word here, but that's not what I want you to say. So I learned I might as well cut out some of the time and let God do what he does. Because these believers also realized that their life was not their own. See, I think we have the challenge, the challenge that we have today is that what? Everything and everyone is telling us that it's all about us. It's all about us. Our Instagrams, our Facebooks, right? Our, our Twitter, every, it's all about our workstations. It's all about us. What, what's going to make you more comfortable? What's going to make you more happy? What do you need? And what I realized is that as, as, as I, and I brought up my devotional because uh, I, I won this right before the retinal detachment. And look at God, God, again, I, I was preaching on a sovereign God. 
See, I didn't know retinal detachment was coming, but God knew. And he said, so I'm going to bless you with a resource that's going to help you along your journey. And so I wanted to thank you, Brother Mark. And so I, I won. I did win. Shout out. You, you lost. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I want to read with you this, this, this brief little passage from today. It says, just timely, thank you that in painful seasons that tempt me to quit, you help me to flourish. These believers, I don't think we understand what was going on. They were being murdered. They were being persecuted. They were being talked about. They were being lied on. They were being spit upon. And guess what? They were flourishing. Isn't it amazing? See, what I realized is that God's kingdom, God's way is totally different from man's way. Man says, no, I want it comfortable. I want it convenient. I want it my way. God says, no, 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 no. It's my way. It's, it's, it's God's way. We really should be asking, we should really be telling ourselves it's either God's way or, right, no way. But what? We get comfortable. World is telling us about you, Nathan. So as I, as I continue, it says, and then we look at God's grace was so powerful at working them all that there were no needy persons. God, Paul also said, what Paul said, God's grace is sufficient. See, I don't think we understand that. God's grace is sufficient. How do we know? Because it says right here in the text, these believers who were, who were struggling, who had just, remember, and this is, as we think about what just previously happened, what happened? They prayed. They had prayed, and when they prayed, you know what they prayed for? They didn't pray that their rent of detachment not happen. They prayed that when it does happen, give me the strength to endure. Because I know who you are. So, that and it, it was so his, his grace, the God's kindness, God's mercy was so powerfully at work in them all that there were no needy persons among them. No needy persons among them. I don't think we understand that. Do, imagine City Church for a moment. I think uh, as I shared, I've been in need and some of you may be in need right now. But can you imagine being in a space where you, you don't need? So what I want to jump into to, to, to end this off, when I, I said the title was Being, Doing, Having. And what I realized is I thank God, thank God for the way he works. He's a timely God. I, now I get it. He may not come when you call, but he's, come on. <laughs> Listen, I, I understand. I understand now. Because we're on his time. As much as we want to rush the process, as much as I want to heal, I said, Lord, and, and it's amazing. When we allow, when we submit to God, what happens? I said, Lord, you know, I don't, I don't want to deal with this anymore. I'm tired of struggling. I feel bad as a father. I can't interact. I, I can't play the way I want to play with my babies. I got a four-year-old. I, I want to wrestle with her. I want, I want to throw up and down. But I got to be careful, girl, watch out. Watch my eye, right? They both know that, hey, watch daddy's eye. <laughs> Erica bought some snowballs, soft snowballs that light up. They throw, I, I, I don't want to play. I know exactly, somebody going to hit me in my eye and then everybody going to be sad. So let's not play that game. But being, doing, having. Being, doing, having. 
I realized past, as I shared, that I, that I get it now, I'm starting to get it, is pastor has told me on numerous occasions to stop trying. And I'm going to be vulner vulnerable with y'all for a moment because this is community. Uh, it's no secret Eric and I have had marital issues, just like any, any couple. But they've, they've been very challenging. And I, a lot of it has to do with me being a preacher and uh, not uh, doing what God has called me to do. And when I thought about this, I, it, it, was, it was like clear as day, y'all. Yesterday I was driving in from, uh, I wasn't driving, I'm lying. Uh, my best friend Nathaniel was driving us uh, in back from LA. And we made it there and back safely. And when we were coming back in, I was just thinking about continue. I already had studied and uh, pastor, you know, and uh, teachers who know you when you're studying God's word and you do all you're supposed to do. And then sometimes he just says, and I'm here, throw a monkey wrench in the plan. Like, actually go this way. You're like, but Lord, we were almost right there. Like, I can see the door. Like, if we hit this exit, we're good. Like, no, just keep going. <laughs> so, listen to my business coach, Myron Golden. He talked about this, this being, doing, having. And I realized that these believers, right now, I thought about, like, how do we get to this place? How do we get to this place to be one in heart, one in mind? How do we get to this place where we don't have to, we're not uh, focused on ourselves and our possessions and we're willing to share the things that we have because we realize that they're really not ours. And, I, and so what God shared with me is that in order to do that, you need to be kingdom focused. You need to be kingdom focused. You need to be focused on bringing God's kingdom from heaven to earth. And when you understand God's kingdom, you understand that there's no, God does not lack his resources are abundant. They're abundant. See, and these are things that we know, right? We give mental assent. I know that God owns everything. I know that God created the heavens and the earth. I know that. Do you? Do you? Because our, our lives tend to show or demonstrate that we don't believe that our God is abundant and that he owns everything. And so we looked, when I looked at these believers, let's get into being. Pastor shared with me, stop doing. Thinking about my marriage, I said, Lord, it, pastor, it's hard. I'm doing this, not working. I'm doing this, this is the result. I'm doing this. And he would constantly tell me, see, I don't think we believe who God is. So I would say that I'm doing all these things and I don't have the marriage that I desire, I'm doing to the point where I'm frustrated. Pastor, I don't want to, we're going to have breakfast at Pancake Circus. I know you, I, I know we're going to have this conversation about how's you and the missus. I want to skip that because I'm doing and nothing's happening. I don't have. Here's the secret, y'all. We want to make City Church the best. We want to become the best version of City Church we possibly can. We have to begin to believe. So, this, this, this thing, is, it is very simple. Very simple. So, when I, when I thought about this, I was like, Lord, no, 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 it can't be that simple. And there's no way that it can be that simple. And so, when I thought about believing, I looked at the definition. And it was very, very, very simple. And the word believe means to accept something as true or accept someone as true or to have faith that it is true. 
I'm going to say that again. The word believe means to accept something or someone as true or to have faith that it is true. I missed it. Pastor had been saying, believe. The problem is, Nathan, the problem is for us, City Church, these believers, what did they do? They believed. What? That's it? Sim- God is so simple, right? The, wor- the, the world makes it very challenging. God knows how simple we need things. And so he says, believe. What? Believe me. From the beginning, all man had to do was believe. Let's go back to the very beginning. Adam and Eve, Lord said everything was good. You can eat from everywhere except for here. And listen, it would be like you going into, like you could have, just imagine God saying to you, you can have any toy, you can have any video game, just don't have this one. So now what do you want? You want that one, huh? Right? That's what, t- it's, it's, it's something in us, right? But from the beginning, God says, you can have everything, Nathan, right? I am, I am, I am abundant. You are living in abundance. You lack nothing. Satan comes in and says, you know there's something you're missing, right? <laughs> hey, listen, look at our lives right now. The problem is one of Satan's number one tools. It's one of number one strategy. As pastors say, he's not the stupid one. He's not the dumb one. He's the evil one. So I'm not even going to come, oh, I'm the devil. I'm going to come nice. I'm going to come eloquent. I'm going to just tell you, you know what? You could have more. You could have better. I'm not going to give you best, though. It's not going to be what's best, but you could have more. You could have better. So I, a pastor has been constantly trying to get us. We kick off 2024. Becoming the best. So the first one, in order for us to be who God has called us to be, we have to become the person that God is calling us to be. That's the, that's the first thing. In order for us to, to get to this level, we think, because this is possible. How do we know? They did it. The apostles did it. How do we know that this is possible, that we could get to such a level where we can be in spirit and mind? When we believe. So when I realized that in my marriage I didn't, I didn't have the dream marriage that I desired, it was because I wasn't willing to decide. This is going to help y'all. My young people, knowledge, this is going to help you. You have to decide to become the person that God wants you to be. The, the problem that we have is that we haven't decided to become the person that God has called us to be. And until you decide to be the student, the teacher, the grandmother, the doctor, the lawyer, the believer that God has called you to be, you will never do what you're supposed to do. And because you don't do what you're supposed to do, you will never have what God has for you. So what am I saying? 
I desired a dream marriage, but Nathan didn't want to what? Believe and become the person, the husband that God was calling me to be. So therefore, I wasn't doing what he called me to do in becoming that person. I'm not going to do what I'm supposed to do in order to have what God has for me. I don't think we understand. Many of us right now, Satan has us uh, focused on ourselves and on what we lack. I'm here to tell you that the believers that we see in this Bible, in this text, it says that they lacked nothing. They lack nothing. Why? Because they were so focused and consumed with becoming who God called them to be. And because they were so consumed, what does it say? Because they were so consumed with being who God had called them to be, that they did doing what they do. They shared their possessions. They didn't see anything as their own because they understand this is God's kingdom. It belongs to him. I was going to title this, not mine, it's his. It's not mine, it's his. When we understand who God is. See, coming to a close, Scripture says that they lack nothing. Jesus told his disciples, Matthew 6, talking about worry. And he told his disciples, therefore I tell you, do not worry about what you shall eat or drink or wear. That's what he told his disciples, y'all. Do not be worried about what you shall eat or what you should drink or what you should wear. Is the body, I'm paraphrasing y'all. Don't be like, he missed the word. Is the body not more important than food? Right? Is, li is life not more than clothes? Then he says something amazing. He says, look at the birds of the air. I don't think we, I think, again, we look at text and we're just like, that's too simple. He looks, he says, this parable, he says, look at the birds of the air. They don't sow nor reap, but God feeds them. And they're birds. Uh, talking to his disciples, are you not more than a bird? Right, when we put it, when we think about I think I'm a little bit more important than a bird. What? Well, yeah, because look, again, believe, if I believe God, believe God for his word, what did he say in the beginning? He made man in his likeness. If I believe that, that means I'm going to what? Do, I'm going to become like him. And when I become like him, I do like him. And because I do like him, I have like him. I don't think we understand this. So when I looked at the text, I said, okay, Lord, that's what you're telling me. So today, I challenge you to believe. What does that mean? What? Accept God's word as true, that you are a more than a conqueror in Jesus Christ. If you believe that, guess what? When you start believing that you're more than a conqueror in Jesus Christ, your behavior starts to follow because you believe and now you can't help but to act like I can't be stopped because I'm more than a conqueror. And because I'm more than a conqueror, I have nothing but victories. I don't lose. I don't think we understand that. I can't lose when I'm in God. You may lose your sight, but I'm still giving you vision. You still have a voice to talk. <sighs> Lord, thank you. As we, as we wrap this up, Lord, I just want to, let, let's bow forward with a prayer. Lord, thank you. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for showing us 
your word. Help us to be like the Levite who believed, and because he believed, he did. Help us to be like that. Help us to be like these believers that we see in this text that believed you at your word, and because they believed, they acted it out. They walked in it. So, Lord, thank you for your word this day. We thank you for one another, and may you help us and strengthen us to become the best version, best version of City Church Sacramento. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.